back to Santa's House, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And today we have a very special guest, and it's our lovely Arab editor, Ms. Kara Linsmeyer. Sup, people. So today we will be discussing some of Team Starkid's most famous musicals. Yes, and the ones that we will be discussing are going to be A Very Potter Musical, Twisted, Firebringer, and The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. Yes. So spoilers ahead for these musicals. Yeah. So, Kara, are you ready to start? Girl, I've been ready for this. We've been talking about this episode for months. <laughs> and it's yeah. partially my fault that we keep pushing it back. No, it's all your fault. <laughs> I said partially. Hey. It was supposed to be before my birthday episode, originally. It was. And it was supposed to be the week after my birthday. And now it's like beginning of April. Details. <laughs> anyway, details, let's start. Details, <laughs> details, let's details start. diddly do. Okay. Yeah. Emma, who is Team Star Kid? So Team Star Kid is a theater group in which the majority of whom originated from the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. And they met while collaborating on a bunch of plays through the Basement Arts, which was the university's student-run theater organization. One such example of these plays is The Hobbit 2, The Lord of the Rings, a theater production of, um, of J.R.R. Tolkien's book series. And this play was not a parody as at the time Basement Arts did not allow them. Um, it wasn't until Matt Lang began advertising Harry Potter the musical prior to getting permission from the theater department that they got the green light after the theater gained mass interest in the production. And the YouTube channel was established in June of um, June 19th, 2009. And they had two major moves since its founding in 2009. The first to Chicago after the founders graduated from the University of Michigan. And several shows were performed there before most of the company's members moved once again, this time to Los Angeles. That's so funny that the YouTube page was established one day after my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is one day after my, let's see, my eighth birthday. That's so weird. Yeah. Hmm. Go figure. Anyway, you know, Andy's going to listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, they're babies. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm the oldest out of the three of us. Yeah, and you're not that much older. You're like two years old. I was just going to say, not by much. I'm an old woman. Barely. He has a child. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyways, a very Potter musical tells the story of Harry Potter's return to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, his participation in the House Cup Championship, the trials and tribulations of adolescents, and the return of the dark wizard, Lord Voldemort, and the Bone Trio's attempts to destroy Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. This one? I like this one the best. Yeah. Spoiler. Wow. Yeah. That's no, no really, Gabby. <laughs> yeah. Need to break it to you guys. Um, so it was directed by Matt Lang of Nick and Matt Lang. Um, released on, and it was released on YouTube on July 5th of 2009. The cast includes Darren Criss as Harry Potter, Joey Richter as Ron Weasley, Bonnie Greeson as Hermione, um, Hermione Granger, Jamie Lynn Beatty as Jenny Weasley, Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy, Joe Walker as Lord Voldemort, Dylan Saunders as Albus Dumbledore, Brian Rosenthal as 
Clarell, Joe Moses as Severus Snape, and then a whole cast of um, ensemble members, including Brittany Coleman as Bellatrix, Tyler Brunsman as Cedric and Fudge, Devin Little. I think so. I believe from so. Ladylike. Yeah. Yeah, from Ladylike, and she's Cho Chang. Yes. And then um, Richard Campbell as Neville Longbottom, Julia Alvine as Vincent Crabb. Django Tajima, Tajima as Lavender Brown, Jim Pro, um, Jim Provolo as Gregory Goyle, and Lily Marks as Pansy Parsonson slash Molly Weasley. That's a yeah, lot of people. Where she's Molly in one scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A grand total of one scene. Literally like, like two one lines. One scene in the in each of the Potter musicals though. I know. That makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah. Um and in the light of the production's popularity, Starkid Productions or Team Starkid was founded. Um named after the YouTube channel's original name, Starkid Potter, which was a reference to a line said by Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy. Um the first couple of rehearsals just consisted of Joe Walker and Brian Rosenthal, as everyone else in the cast was in a different show at the time. And that's when they really started working together as a pair and like doing the back-to-back thing that they have to do for the entirety of Act One. And I think there's a behind-the-scenes story of Joe Walker like excited on the first day of rehearsals and him throwing a knife into the ceiling and it just getting stuck there. It would be so. I know I'm 99% sure it's not stuck there anymore, but it would be funny if it still was. That would be that's hilarious. Not even the funniest story about Joe Walker in this musical. Well, I know this, I know the stories of Joe Walker not in musicals. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the show was originally called Harry Potter and the Musical and was posted on YouTube under that name. At first, it was just posted for the enjoyment of the cast and their family and friends. But the public began to take notice of it. It was taken down, edited for content, and they even wrote a song how they didn't want to get sued. And then reposted it under the name of Harry Potter Musical. Is it bad that I still know the lyrics to that oh, song? Oh, I was singing it along in my head, Kara. We don't wanna, we don't wanna don't be wanna sued. sued. <laughs> oh, it's am I missing video. this? It, it's no. a YouTube video that they It's literally made. a video on their channel for this. Okay. It was so funny. Yeah. Also, what so, do they mean edited for content? Like, what all got cut out? Did they so just, like, bleep the stuff like, out? No, there was, like, Bonnie um, had a... Like a, there was a prologue before um, Darren came out on the trunk and it showed Willie and James getting murdered that night. Um, it was like a full like monologue or two cut. There's just like random things that were cut because of content. Okay. That was like even worse than some of the stuff that made it into the show. And made okay. it into some of Starkid's other shows. You were a recent fan of Starkid. Yeah, me. Kind of. More recent than us. Yeah, so definitely. So, but like, I definitely had seen a very Potter musical way before. Yeah. This. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, the Joe Walker story I wanted to highlight real quick is Kara, do you know about the one I'm about to mention? Um, it's during it, one of their performances. And this, he's that already, is not the one I was thinking. Okay. And he's, it's, I think act two, because he's separated from Clarell at that point, but also yeah. with the original prologue, he could have been, it could have been in act one. 
and a fire alarm like happened in the building or something and he ran out in the full Voldemort costume like the shirtless thing with a fire extinguisher and put out a fire in the middle of the show just like on the stage no not on the stage like behind like in backstage just like oh. ran out of the theater and like put out Voldemort the fire in his tennis shoes <laughs> I oh, love that cape is so video. sparkly though it is, it is beautiful also the invisibility so cloak cape was like leftover scraps from the lord of the rings play i think it was for their golem puppet you can kind of tell that doesn't shock me at all not at all with the budget of this thing yeah the budget was literally 75 dollars <laughs> Yeah, and, and didn't, it was for like, that chocolate bar. I was gonna say, didn't a good chunk of it go to the chocolate bar? It was no, like, what I heard recently was Nick and Matt Lang's parents. So the Nick and Matt write all of the Star Kids shows, mm-hmm. and Matt directs almost all of them, and Nick mm-hmm. does a little bit too. Their parents just like bought them that giant chocolate bar, and they're like, "I don't know what to do with this," and then just <laughs> gave it to Joey to eat in the show. Oh yeah. Okay. I have a Joey Richter story to do with all the eating. And I, and I don't know if you guys saw in my notes, I No. I said, tell the story why Joe page. is, why Joe is eating. <laughs> so what's the story? The story is, so this story, I I'm paraphrasing everything is uh, from when he and Joe Moses were on Rob Paulson's talking tunes podcast way back in the day. Cause apparently star kid and Rob Paulson at one point had the same agent. Oh, that's weird. I know. It's such a weird, like, like that's the degree. Dead Star Kid had the same um, agent at one point. Yeah, that, that doesn't shock me. And Joe Walker met. And now yeah. they're getting married this month. You mean Joe Moses? Or Joe Moses, not Joe Walker. <laughs> all, there's so many, many Joes and Joeys <laughs> and all of them. And Brian's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, all the Brian's. No, okay, so the 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 Joey Richter story is he, so they would have basement arts. All the basement art stuff happened uh like late at night after all the actual plays school sponsored things. Um so they would have like rehearsals at like midnight 10 at 10 p.m. or later. And so because of that and rehearsals with other stuff, Joey didn't really get a chance to eat between <laughs> rehearsals for different stuff. So he he's just eating his dinner. <laughs> like when he's eating so the he... Panda Express at the Great Hall in yeah. um, yes. Act yeah, so literally, that's literally just his dinner. That's just his dinner. So literally like this happened, it started out as a joke in rehearsal where he just came in and he's like, don't worry, I'm just eating. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. And then eventually it became a joke because it worked for Ron as the character because- Oh, it totally does. Because, you know, the, the Weasleys are notoriously poor. <laughs> um, And so there's all this like free wizard food <laughs> for- like for Ron, so he's just eating all the time but it started out as just joey bringing his dinner to rehearsal well, and then the twizzlers that he's handed when he's like i didn't even have a snack i miss wizards the way we place the guitar player that gave it to him is like broadway famous really like, he's been on yeah book of mormon all of the star kid ba- 
band members from a very part of musical are more famous than half the actors in Starkin musicals. <laughs> so weird. Um, because AJ Holmes, he was in Book of Mormon on Broadway on tour I knew that. And in Australia, and he was a guitar player that handed Ron the uh, or Joey the Twizzlers. Carlos, I think Valdez is his last name. He was on the Flash TV show with the CW. He played Cisco Ramon. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched it, Kara. But he's a star. I watched kid. the first season, but I like I was like, I didn't know he's a star kid. Well, yeah. no wonder, no wonder Darren got on the show. Well, for musical episode. I'll, I'll mention him later. And like so many other like star kid like band members or just like the weird ensemble members made it to Broadway. And then there's like the regular star kid members who are like Lauren Lopez and Joe Walker, who have been in like 10 of the 11 shows. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. been in so many shows. Okay, but yeah, like really um, quick. Bellatrix, she's on Broadway right now with Tootsie, or she was with Tootsie. Oh my god, that was on. Okay, in the Go ensemble for, for that. Okay, really quick. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in uh the opening number, mm-hmm. when Hermione comes up and starts singing her bit, Darren Chris is standing there mouthing the words. Yes. He wrote the lyrics to this I show. Didn't, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, he's sitting there going like, "I may be grumpy." Oh my god, that's like so doing funny. it with her, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's mouthing that words." Is, that is such a theater kid thing, but that's also oh, I've like, totally done that. That's that's what Emma did during the movies, at least oh, during the first two, mm-hmm. where she she would just mouth. Yeah, and you can find rehearsal clips of her. Mm-hmm. Like Emma, Emma Watson re- like reciting Ron and Harry's lines. Yeah, like and her she mouthing said in the twentieth. She said in the twentieth anniversary special that she literally would go up and like correct people on their lines. She'd be like, "Um, actually, this is a line." I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching one of the Star Kid uh, live streams earlier today, which is why I have so many of these fan like fun facts. Mm-hmm. Aaron wrote going back to Hogwarts in like one rehearsal. Oh yes, I, I, I knew I knew that. Like he would write like bits and pieces and be like, okay, so here's when Ron enters. Here's where Hermione enters, and they'd run that while he writes yeah. the next part. I believe it. Actually, the one that took him the longest, and actually I think it was American Idol, they had like a songwriter competition, and mm-hmm. he wrote um Not Alone for that originally. Okay, that song is so Aww. beautiful though. That song's and a gem. Um, he was in Italy at the time, like doing study abroad, missing all of his friends. And he wrote that song about him missing all of his friends at school. Didn't okay, he also so write didn't he also write the song that Ginny sings, Harry? Yeah, well he wrote all of the songs from the original Well 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 actually all the Peter Kitty ones. Well, uh the the Harry, like, why can't you see? Oh, That's yeah. actually from a series that they uh, like an online series they did prior to this called yeah. little white lie and it was called sammy it was called yeah. sammy and, and they just wrote, they literally yeah. that's the only thing they changed <laughs> yeah but yeah, he wrote it dylan wrote it yeah but he wrote it yeah okay let's see oh my gosh were you guys watching it with subtitles at all yes no Okay, I can't watch anything without subtitles anymore because I just can't hear TV anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I love when 
when Dylan first comes out as Hufflepuff and he does the welcome. You mean Dumbledore? Did you for so did, long? Did you what see? Did, did you see when I put Hufflepuff. in the? <laughs> did you see what I put in in our notes? I said welcome. Yeah. yeah. No, when he comes out as Dumbledore, it's because the next one in my notes is Hufflepuffs are particularly particularly good finders. Yeah. Um, but what the caption for it had about a billion O's in welcome. It was like welcome with like at least a hundred O's at the end of it. Did you see That's that in Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, so Joe Walker has the most duets of any um, star kid, like in any of his shows. Hmm. Really? I thought it was Dylan. I think it's Dylan now, but as of 2015, it was okay. Joe Walker with that like all of the stuff me. in Me and My Dick and all the other shows like that that he did. Oh, that show's I, gonna be a trip. I still we're never seen talking it. about it. No, it's beautiful. I, I still haven't seen it, Kara. Girl, it's gonna be great. Um, um, but yeah, so like Joe Walker had all of them, and um. I think Different As Can Be is my favorite of his duets. It's really good. I love Different As Can Be. At, fun story about that song. My uh, my high school best friend, Brenna, and I, we, um, we were both so obsessed with this show because that was like one of the first things she and I realized we had in common with Star Kid. And yeah. she and I at one point texted each other the lyrics line by line going through the entire song yeah my high school best friend and I did that but with um the right and left brain song by Bo Burnham okay that doesn't yeah that's a good one you we see, did that one my memory of like me in high school was on like marching band trips that would like be an hour away from my high school Aww. um us all sharing headphones and putting on a random starkin uh, musical and watching it on the bus like half of it there and half of it back oh that's actually the cute. one i remember the really most cute. is twisted us watching twisted. that one dude that one made me feel things oh we'll we'll, go, we'll get to twisted <laughs> we'll get to twisted um okay let's see oh okay i really i really wanted to bring up I love, I love that for the whole like Coral Mort. I don't know what you want to call Coral, it. Whatever. Coral Mort. Is, is that what it is? Okay. That's their official ship. Okay, that. I love how thick it is. It's just one. It's like a. It's like a brick coming at you. Also, I love them drunk. Like Voldy is a lightweight. <laughs> I love that. I, love I think when it's funny like, that well, I can sleep on my tummy. <laughs> Well, I can't sleep on my tummy either. <laughs> I can't sleep on my back. <laughs> yeah, again, in what I I think I was watching the so I was watching the 10 year anniversary live stream. So, you know, they were mostly talking about yeah. ABPM, but they were talking about all the other shows too. Yeah. And um Brian and Joe Walker were having like a full on conversation about Claremont and Brian was like, I felt so bad for like squishing you against that bed like every night. <laughs> Because, you know, he had to lay on him. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell, too. You can tell how, like, how, like, thick they are when they lay down. Like, you can tell. Also, when you account for how, like, muscular and cut Joe Walker is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially compared to Rosenthal. 
like Rosenthal. Oh, yeah. I love Rosenthal with all of my heart. But he's a noodle man. <laughs> oh, no or at least question. he was many, at that point. How many circuit shows has Rosenthal been in? Rosenthal's only of AVPM he, and AVPS. Um, he was in. He, he's been in o- other ones. Yeah, um, I think it was in Holy Musical Batman as well. Really? Yeah, Don't I believe that. I so. just watched it last night. I don't remember for sure. Um, that did not help me. I attempted Brian Rosenthal, and I got some New York Times article, but it wasn't Brian Rosenthal. At the it wasn't game. our Brian Rosenthal. It was a different Brian Rosenthal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Okay, gosh. so he's been in the... Th- oh, he's literally only been in the three AVPM, or AVP. Well, he's also four. in, like, he's also in, like, Tin Can Brothers stuff with Joey. Yeah. Oh, he was the sound designer for um, the last show we'll be talking about. Okay, that's great. As a, as an audio person, I I appreciate that. Um, um, just so I can yell about this for five seconds. Okay. What is everyone's deal with Figment? <laughs> I was waiting for it to come. <laughs> I was I like, I want. I'm so not going to be the one to bring it up. I don't know if you saw in my notes. <laughs> oh, I saw. Did you see in my notes? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I said, what I don't understand. Why don't understand? Deals with figment. I don't understand him. I don't understand why. Him. I mean, like, I think I think the bit's pretty funny because it's like you got Puff the Magic Dragon. Okay, that bit is funny. Figment. Then you got like, the Reluctant <laughs> Dragon. And I don't even know what that's from. from. <laughs> it's what from a movie. It's from a movie from like the eighties. I do think it's funny that they made references. Oh, it's literally to, like, from. The reluctant, the reluctant dragon. dragon. Okay, yeah. I've never heard From of it. From 1941. 40s? Okay. Wow. 1941. That's a hip reference. Like the 80s. <laughs> Produced by Walt Disney. Oh, Why is every... Is. I love how every dragon they mention in this show is a Disney dragon. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you'll get Mushu from Mulan. I didn't think Puff the Magic Dragon was a Disney. No, it's a general thing, but like that's the only exception. All the other ones are like Disney ones. Here, Puff the Magic Dragon. Let's see. Oh, there's a Disney. Is it Disney? Oh yeah, because I have the I have it on a Disney. Yeah, nineteen seventy eight Disney movie. Yeah, they're animated. all Disney dragons. <laughs> I still love that like there are so many Disney references. I hate the dragon song. Oh my god, me too. That was like my Ugh. like if we're if we're getting into like favorite moments and least favorite moments, like let's get into it. <laughs> Cause yeah. No, my favorite. Okay, I love, I love when they go into Dumbledore's office to get the last horcrux and the Zach Efron poster like wasn't put up all the way in it. Just, like, Zephron. <laughs> I love how oh, Warren attempted thing. to put it back up and then just, and gave, just up. gave up. <laughs> My favorite thing is they didn't know how to like transport the um the poster, the so they like poster? made it up this yeah the Zephron poster. So then they just like left it on stage, so it could become the um, Horcrux. Yeah, I love that. My favorite thing I love. Okay, Headmaster Zephron. I will never not refer to Zac Efron as I. I will never not refer to him as that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody else in my friend group understands why I refer to him as that. 
not even my boyfriend yeah. but they're just like no, I'm, like really I, can't good. Not, I can't not refer to him as that yeah um, I also love the bit where um where Draco and Voldemort are like shaking hands and he's like oh <gasps> and you have to be my slave for a day well that, that was added by Lauren Lopez the day of the show good it the is day genius. of filming yeah Oh my god, that's funny. Because there's so many like weird like ad lib moments that they did. That and one of my it. favorite ones there's... happened to the guy who didn't like use quotes, and it was because of a forgotten prop off stage. Oh my god. <laughs> I love I don't or what's the one? I think it was at the very beginning. Darren either like flubbed a line or messed up a line and he started talking, and then he was like, nope, and then he started over. Yeah, I'm. T- uh, maybe I missed it. I'm thinking about the one in AV, uh, in Barry Potter senior year. That's the one I'm thinking well, of when it comes well, to Darren. Well, AVPSY is up. Can we just, I I would just want to mention my favorite moment from that real quick. Okay. So Darren is putting on his like Gryffindor tie. That's what I. That's the that's the thing I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> And he's putting it on, and then he's like going to button his shirt, and buttons the tie into his shirt somehow. And he goes to do the same, like straighten the tie, like. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he just says, moment. he just says, he fuck the tie. <laughs> going back to Hogwarts, and he goes, yeah. "Fuck the tie." <laughs> like, he, he just decides who cares. Oh my god! That. Yeah. Well, ADPS why is why we got a Starkin number. Yeah, Robert Mannion. Yep. The Robert Mannion? Yeah, the Robert Mannion. We love Robert Mannion. Of Twisted and the guy who didn't like musicals. And Black Friday. And Black Friday. Well, you didn't cover Black Friday. Also, Alex. Alex is Walmart Robert Mannion. (laughs) Just like how I am Jeff Blim, which we will get to. (laughs) Who am I if I was a Starkin member? You're (laughs) Meredith. You're Meredith. Yeah. yeah. What? Who is Gabby? Who is Gabby? Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Is that a compliment or no? Yes, it's a compliment. <laughs> yes, okay. it's a compliment. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm going to my... just mention my one of my favorite moments in this. Yes, please, because I I can't Cat decide. Dancing Voldemort. Yes! yes. Tap dancing Voldemort is the best version of Voldemort. Do it not really ask. is. Hi. Joe Walker, like, has said multiple times in, like, Starkid interviews and, like, live streams and stuff that he thought AVPM, because he was a senior when they did this show, was going to mm-hmm. be his last musical ever, and then he was going to go into straight plays. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to go out with a bang and do tap dancing Lord Voldemort. Tap, we all know da- tap dancing Tom Marvolo Riddle. <laughs> we all know where his career has gone which is starkid he is one of my favorite He's character actors trooper in their star wars musical oh my god <laughs> he was batman yeah he's like one of my favorite character actors he was umbridge like, ever. he was umbridge <laughs> umbridge is my favorite character he's ever done i just favorite. love that i think it's my least favorite but okay Oh my god. Umbridge is my favorite because she's so dang funny. Um, what's my my favorite moment? Okay, I love tap dancing Voldemort. 
Um, you know what else I love about Voldemort? What? When he's like with Bellatrix and he's like, oh, and they sit like back to back and he's just like, ah, <laughs> like getting off. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my I put not the Bellatrix kinky scene. <laughs> Which is one of my, like, it's one of the funniest scenes ever. It's so but it's funny. also but it's also one of like my like ones that it's hard for me to sit through. <laughs> I think like, it's hilarious. So and um, um is her name Brittany? Yeah, Brittany. Yeah. Like her family is like very like mega religious. And she was like, Yeah, that was my like most like like the scene that Risque I dreaded scene. doing and um dreaded doing whenever my parents were seeing the show. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I oh my god what's my I'm trying to think of my favorite moment um I I think one of them is just I love that I put in the notes did someone say Draco Malfoy hi Lauren yeah my notes are just me screeing all the names of the actors yeah yeah (laughs) just scroll through it's just looking at it it's hilarious and then welcome it like huge so um, I just love, another I think favorite- I just, Quirrellamort, Quirrellamort is a moment yeah. in of itself, and that's, Quirrellamort is just my favorite ever. I like this one, just, yay! <laughs> I think my last, my, like, last favorite moment of AVPM is Ron sword fighting with the Horcrux seeking medallion. He just, like, takes the chain and is, like, swinging it like a sword. <laughs> yes. Is it like, oh. is it like the thing, is it like the, 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 it's the right Omnijoid after in the- Incredibles where the only thing it can fight against is itself? Horcruxes, yeah. you can only, like, just imagine what would have happened in actual Harry Potter if, like, the, if the, there was the, a if the cup, medallion. no, if the cup, like, imagine if you hit the cup against, like, the snake locket, just, just like, <laughs> Yeah. I just imagine they would break each other just because it would fold the universe would fold in on itself. Yeah. Um I love the ending with uh we uh Voldemort is going down that song. I don't know most of the lyrics except the last bit <laughs> where I put this song always hypes me up to fight bitches. <laughs> they were I said about so that. loud. That's what I said. I said, this marching is so stompy. <laughs> I do my little stompy stomp. I said, it's so stompy. Yeah. So like when they were rehearsing for the 10 year anniversary in 2019, they were doing this song and there's just like a, a clip of Joe Walker being like, I don't know why we have to do this song. And I'm just like being like very like salty. <laughs> they were doing Voldemort is going down. Oh my God. He's like, look, look, it's not my number. I'm mad. It's not my number. <laughs> well, they had him off um, stage for that number. <laughs> I know. I love I love the bit where it's where I put where it's like Molly's one scene where she's Die, so bitch. she she talks about all the all the deaths of all the Order of the Phoenix here. I said, why are they so casual about those deaths? Lol, it's almost like they're actual pissed off fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all, I purposefully made my notes look like memes. So yeah. there you go. I also well, love- it was and fun on when Emma note, watched them. Yeah. On a note with the like Molly and like listing off all of the order members, mm-hmm. the sequel is actually 
Harry's first year, and this is his second year at yes. Hogwarts and 80 p.m. So One of the greatest lines is, I'm only 12. <laughs> I know. And he's like, <laughs> like so, um, Nick Lang, like, was mentioning how he thinks that his version, their version of Remus and Sirius died. And it was just like, so they leave the sequel on Broomstick. And they just like, because they were so like low placed on the broom, they ended up falling off of it. And they just like kept on like operating higher and higher up until like they both fell asleep and they both just like crashed and oh like God. died. And that's how they died. They didn't die oh at Hogwarts. Gosh. At least they didn't die at Hogwarts. <laughs> I love at the very end. When we find out that Rumble Roar is real. Rumble Roar! No, because um Jim, he was like literally like, so Nick, who's playing who who's playing Rumble Roar? And he's like, I don't know. And then Jim was like, Can I play Rumble Roar? Jim Povolo's voice is the greatest it's so good. thing. It's no, the not the fact that he like I love him like as a person, but also just the the random lines that they give him to just shock the audience. <laughs> well, favorite, yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite is the um, it, like one raindrop. It ends with that. Yeah. Like um, Lauren is like, "Hey, did you hear that?" And he's like, "No, it was maybe one raindrop." <laughs> my favorite Jim Povolo line ever is not even in this show my favorite one is from him in starship where he plays like he's playing a mosquito and they're like they're, it's it's brian uh holden and one other person who's in Beatty. is it jamie okay i, I couldn't even remember jamie. okay i couldn't remember i know it's exactly yeah. what you're about to say which is why I'm just like oh yeah it's us the mosquito brothers and this is our sister sweetheart and it's Jim with his deep voice as the sister sweetheart. Like, yo. I love and it's it. Brian Holden, who was in um, I mean, the only one that he was in for the four that we're covering is yeah. um Twisted. No. no, not Twisted. He directed Twisted. Firebringer. No, Firebringer, yeah. Okay. Um, just yeah. just yo. <laughs> I love so really, so much. really quick before we wrap up, yeah, AVPM and move on to the next one. Yeah. One line from the show that I constantly, consistently quote is, "Yeah, ten points to Dumbledore." <laughs> yeah, ten points to Dumbledore. I say that all the time. I go, "Ooh, ten points to Dumbledore," all the time. <laughs> I love going. <laughs> So much. Oh, I, I I I love Dylan with all my heart. I love Shall we accent about him in um twisted? Yes, but first we have to give our ratings. Oh yeah. Yes. Kara. Um 7.5 out of 10. Emma. 8 out of 10. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Somehow these ratings don't shock me. <laughs> I'm just like checking my. I think Firebreaker was my lowest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to the lowest. Oh, I know we'll get to your lowest. (laughs) I just, I just, I don't get it. It's not your thing, and that's okay. You're wrong, but that's okay. (laughs) No, you, you know what? 
Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. So, so the next one we're going to be talking about is Twisted, the untold story of the Royal Vizier. And the synopsis is that this musical parodies the 1992 Disney film Aladdin, telling the true story from the point of view of Jafar, the Royal Vizier. It has several nods and homages to the musical Wicked, which similarly retells a popular story from the villain's point of view. Also, it parodies the acquisition acquisition of Pixar by Disney. And if you pay attention, Jafar is Michael Eisner and... Who is it? The the, the can, can I get into yes. that once we get to it? <laughs> He's Steve Jobs. So go ahead. Well, once it, once we oh. once we really get into it, I'll I'll okay. explain all of the allegories because there are a lot of allegories. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So the it was directed by Brian Holden and was released on YouTube on November 27th, 2013. The cast included Dolan Saunders as Jafar, Rachel Zoglin as Princess. Jeff Flim as Aladdin, Joe Walker as Ahmed, Nick Gage as Sultan plus the Jinn, Jim Povolo as Captain, Merida Stepien as Sherazad, Lauren Lopez, Denise Donovan, Jamie Lynn Beatty, Robert Mannion, and Alex Paul as Ensemble. And some fun facts are, during the last show, Lauren Lopez accidentally leaned on a light switch during and how does, um, how does our story end, which caused the lights to go on during it doesn't so like she like leaned up against like a like a backstage like light that was like on stage for whatever reason she leaned up against it and turned on the lights that's honestly kind of cool though it kind of works it's like funny timing though yeah Yeah. the timing is impeccable um brian described being harder on meredith um than the other actors because they were dating at the time they are now married and to avoid the appearance of playing favorites. Oh. Yeah. And then the Langs and Brian Holden had created the name Starkid for the Very Potter trilogy and meant to use a different name for the company in Twisted. However, it turned out Eric Con Dale created the Kickstarter page for Twisted under the name Starkid Productions. So they just stuck with it. Oh, that's Which I cool, find though. hilarious. Yeah. It is funny how, like, mistakes have become just canon things for Star Kid. Well, and Lord, my favorite Emma, thing is, like, pages how many freaking notes? You have 17 pages of notes. And part 19. of it is because... 19. Sorry. Most of it is because of me. Well, and then I, I talked about the Star Kid is a cult thing yeah. that comes out of this musical. So, okay. Can I get into the, alleg- <laughs> can I get into the allegories? go for it okay i know one of them i pointed out one for sure yeah so the allegories um for twisted are not only because it's you know a parody of wicked and aladdin but it's also because it's a big allegory of disney's acquisition of pixar (laughs) um which they directly reference so the the characters are not only their characters from aladdin but they're also actual humans (laughs) that mm-hmm. exist so this is an allegory to jeffrey katzenberg the acquisition of pixar and the introduction of michael eisner so yeah. the sultan is jeffrey katzenberg mm-hmm. who was yeah. like the, he wasn't actually ceo of disney at that point but he was really buying and he was kind of responsible for the disney renaissance yeah. mm-hmm. um jafar is michael eisner mm-hmm. so prince Ahmed is a fusion 
of Steve Jobs and John Lasseter, essentially. Yes. So in this case, I'm not really sure who the princess is. Um, because like who was the CEO is... of Disney at the time. Uh well, Michael Eisner became the CEO and was okay. that for a long time. Um, and he was like he took over yeah. for Jeffrey Katzenberg. Hear me out. What? The princess only has like pretty crappy ideas until the end. Are you saying <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go there? You're the saying princess is Bob Trebek. <laughs> they predicted the future. They did. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like The Simpsons. <laughs> the oh fact that half of our fandom notes are because of him for this week blows my mind. Oh, I fully plan on speaking my mind about him one day. Yeah. And well, this you're is again, we are, we, are not, we are not saying, we are not assuming good or bad of anyone that is an actual human. Nah. That- <laughs> Gabby, I'm trying to be keeping us legal here. I'm the editor for a reason. <laughs> well, then again, you have your disclaimer at the end. Um, yeah, we do. Like, this this whole thing is about opinions and stuff, right? That's the whole reason people listen. So yeah, this is I my just, opinion. I, I think he's doing a bad job, and okay. Disney does not disagree with me. Okay. <laughs> so That's all I'm saying. Uh, just get into talking about twisted <laughs> other than the allegories yeah. because we've so. gotten through the allegories <laughs> well and then the number that oh. so the um alibaba's treasure one. is 7.4 billion drachmas which is how which much the that... price is yeah disney bought yeah. pixar is 7.4 billion dollars the other yeah. fun thing about this is the kingdom of pixar is quite literally ahead of its time in terms of the time that it takes place in the show itself Mm -hmm. um considering pixar has always been ahead of the curb with with technology pre-disney's acquisition Mm -hmm. of it so it's quite literally ahead of its time compared to the magic kingdom yeah so that's another fun allegory yeah so okay i'm gonna let you guys get get into it and then when we bring up the song no one remembers Ahmed," that's when i'm gonna go into the lake little story behind the stark it is a cult era of i have like a i have like a huge question about this whole show yeah why do all of the freaking guards look like they're trying to cosplay toad are you toad from mario yes I did not see that at all. You guys don't see the mushroom no, I head do. with I the do. purple vest and the I brown do. pants? Come on. No, oh, I see yeah. it. I see it. I, I see it. I see it now that I think about it. <laughs> they look like freaking Toad. That was my first Yeah, because thought. they were like, they couldn't do the actual like outfits that Razul and the guards in the then movie Then again, wore. they like copied Jasmine. Oh, they really did. I was like, why is this enormous more- balloon earrings? <laughs> I was gonna say why why is this more um I was like what did I put in my in the note? I said, okay, how is, is the more costume than... more accurate to the cartoon than all of the ones in the parks? Really? And I'm not talking about the fact that they now dress her more modestly. I'm talking about quite literally translation from 2D animation to live action. Yeah. Also now in the parks they've started putting her in um the live action ones too. Really? 
Okay, that's yeah, actually kind of cool. I've seen a few that are like more closely resembling the live action. I mean, they're like more of a fusion of the two, right? Because it yeah. has like the mm-hmm. big cape thing yeah. with like the designs on it, but it's still giving her like the hair from the cartoon. So it's like a fusion of the two. That's cool. You have to send me some pictures. Yeah. But yeah, because the live action one has her more covered up, right? She's wearing like a full top. Yeah. And so they like took the, the vibes of that and just pasted it there with like the same color palette as the original but it's like yeah. the same idea mm-hmm. that's what I meant yeah it's so really I, cool I want to see I, her in the pink one I will say one of my least favorite things in this show is the the monkey puppet it's, it's so terrifying <laughs> my it's first terrifying. thought was why is this horrifying <laughs> it's terrifying Tara, Tara have you seen the video that Storky did right before Firebringer came out on YouTube, and was so a- they got all of the puppets from Star Kid Cast. So all of the ones from Starship, all of the ones from yeah, yeah. Twisted. I've just seen. I just saw like two, like uh, Roach. That's the only one that I saw. Okay, yeah, it was like Starship. All of the Star Kid puppets that they've had up to Firebringer, mm-hmm. they put into. Um, they made a youtube video with the song one day more from Les Mis, and it was just all the star kid puppets singing one day more that's funny and they put it out i think the day before firebringer came out on youtube to like oh my it. god that's actually really funny yeah i love that but yeah the monkey puppet is terrifying lauren how did you not like have nightmares also the, pup- the the parrot puppet that one's not as bad it's the eyeballs on the freaking monkey puppet it, it really is, is. it's the it's eyeballs the if it wasn't eyeballs. for if it wasn't for the eyeballs it would be cute it would be cute <laughs> no it's the eyes the eyes are absolutely horrifying because they i feel like they purposefully made it look like the the monkey with the with the symbols in toy yes. story 3 that's like yes. literally a horror movie yes yeah it's exactly. literally that 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 monkey's a horror movie absolutely oh. horrifying Oh, also, why it. do I recognize like Jasmine, not Jasmine's voice? She sounded so familiar to me, and I can't put my finger on Rachel where I know Dogland? her from. She, yeah. she's in. She's in Firebringer. It was before I saw. I I watched this. Okay, I didn't I know what order oh, you I watched spelled this her name in. wrong in our notes. Oh, um, fun fact! <laughs> I just realized that because I typed in Rachel Zoglin. and. Mm. Well, I mean, she. I didn't know what order you had watched these in. No, um, you're good. You're good. I watched this one first after AVPN. Oh, another allegory that I realized that I missed initially was uh, the 2D department being disbanded and closing in Florida before everything became computer in. We talked uh, about yeah. that in California. Yeah, we talked, we about, talked that. about that on the podcast before. Yeah, go back to that episode. Wait, that one's a throwback. Emma's, Emma's face is. Her jaw just dropped. It. What happened? What is happening? What did we find? So I'm on Starkid Fandom Wikipedia, and I just found out who she um, dated via the fun facts of Rachel Zoglin's um, page. Oh. Okay. She dated Starkid director and writer Matt Lang. Oh. Which I okay. didn't know. That's fun. Which but is why I was like, what? Question. That doesn't I, answer you. She's literally, like, only in Starkid. She's um, have maybe, you seen Trota Oregon? She... Huh? Had you seen Trota Oregon before? I've seen clips of it. Maybe. Maybe that's She's where the you mother hear... in Trota Oregon. She's the mom. Oh, maybe. But like she hasn't been in any like Broadway or anything like that. 
Yeah, she she should be. She's pretty good. Yeah. Can we talk about how this, out of all the shows that we've watched, I feel like this had the least amount of set on the stage itself. Like there, there was a there was a set background, and very few like. No, I'm saying like there was very few things on there. At least, at least, Harry Potter musical had like doors that they brought in and or random pieces of furniture. This one had hardly anything. Yeah, yeah. but also Firebringer had barely anything too. Fire, like the biggest thing Firebringer had was the the. That is true. Thing that is puppet. true. That is true. But I guess I didn't count it because it makes sense for that particular story. Yeah. Uh, I guess because it works for the story. I think with this one, it would have been so complicated to put in as many sets as they would have needed. That is true. And I think the sets that they did have is very effective. I'm not saying it isn't. I just noticed that, like, this was very I think especially, like, for the back, um, the flashback scene with young Jafar and Sherazad and, like, their whole love story going from him in the marketplace to directly him in the palace. Mm Mm-hmm to their apartment mm-hmm. back to the palace that would have been a hell of a quick change mm-hmm. true quick set change true yeah just that scene alone would have been hell yeah I, I did not realize it until now but how tiny that stage was oh it was small yeah, yeah. what i'm like theater wow. did they perform it in? i don't know i would find that out I want to start in Wikipedia. But it's it, it it looked like I know it clearly the was the Greenhouse in Theater in Chicago. Mm. I knew it was in Chicago. I just didn't know where. They um, opened on July 4th. Huh. I like I like in Jasmine's song when she's singing and she goes, <laughs> she has that line, so the fuck what? Like I love it. <laughs> it's so it sounds also, so wrong, moon, but it feels so right. No, it works. Moonbeam pies. Moon yes. <laughs> I love that it parodies every Disney princess I want song. Ever? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely part of your world. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. She literally says at one point, she like literally starts singing part of your world at yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the parodies of songs that they did on Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, like, have you listened to their parody of West Side Story? Because yes. no. You, oh my God. You need to, because okay. Animaniacs parody of West Side Story, you know it's West Side Story without even, like, seeing the cartoon itself. You know it's a parody of it just by listening okay. to the music. Here's the thing. Have you seen the Sesame Street Cookie Monster um, skits that are, like, the lamest one? Like, the lamest one it comes to mind. <laughs> I did crummy see the lamest one. I love crummy picture shorts so much. Um... But yeah, I love that this was a parody of like every Disney movie from the Renaissance yeah. era, specifically. Yeah, it was great. Belle, just like Belle, just well, Belle. maybe you should have, yeah, your um, yeah, that face Belle. out of that motherfucking, that motherfucking look. look. Yeah, yeah. Also, and the why I need would success. I play? Yeah, why would I play the one that's like you should in fact? Oh my god. No, I would yeah, I could that. see you playing that character so much. Me too. Why would I play that? Because I also you, see you it's hardcore in your playing ring. Belle. <laughs> she is. You Belle. would be Belle. I would be Belle. Yeah. Who would, who would you I think we all know what I'd be cast as. Oh, you're Aladdin. I am Aladdin. I am Jeff Blim. 
He's, so I want to sing. Um, he's the king of oh, chaos. what is what is the Act One finale of this show called? The oh, the, the um, trio. Hap- uh, happy ending. Happy ending. I love that. I think it's my favorite. That is one of the best songs. Dark it. Oh. Speaking of singing songs together, I forgot. I wanted to mention when we were talking about APPM, I want to sing Granger Danger with you, Em. Oh, yes. yeah. Who do you want to be? Are Draco? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. What? I don't, what the I don't hell is this? Oh, Gabby, I have to send you a video. Kara, I sent it to you yesterday Yeah. of the Starkid members, like, all struggling. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. So they were at like a convention, like a geeky con or leaky con. I think it was. Some... I think it was leaky con. I think it, it was still have... when geeky con existed. I think it was geeky maybe. Con. I don't remember. I don't either way. But Meredith, she's like pointing at all the Sparkin members that are there to sing like, what? What the hell is this? Do you expect me to? And like pointing at all I the Sparkin members. That's such a like theater kid game. <laughs> it really is. But Jamie Lynn Beatty has my favorite mess up of the lyrics out of anyone where she goes it seems like my eyes have been disfigured <laughs> that's beautiful no jamie like baby like, like my so eyes have much. been transfigured um something deep inside and then they point at joe that's walker changed. who goes it seems like my eyes have been transfigured oh my god after jamie lynn has already said that oops <laughs> that's funny but this is all after the Star Kid is a cult thing started. Okay, yes. Explain this whole Star yes, Kid explain, is a cult thing. Explain this because Prince Akhmed's one of my favorite characters. Because <laughs> so, it really is a cult, let's be honest. So the basic story started on January 24th of 2014 when this concerned, we think it's a mother. At the time, we thought it was a troll, but further comments have made it seem like it was an actual concerned parent. She posted a question to Yahoo Answers. Being, oh, God. Is Starkid a cult? I think mm-hmm. it is corrupting my daughter. And I only put, like, certain parts of the text. In. Okay. My 14-year-old daughter and her friends have been talking about something they call Starkid. And I believe that this is causing her to behave in strange ways. I've looked through her phone, and some of the songs include Take Off Your Clothes. Also, I believe that this cult... Maybe causing my daughter to engage in bestiality with some lyrics and songs being he fucked a tiger. What should I do? And is there any way to stop the cult of Starkid? And a member of the Westboro um, Baptist Church replied that Starkid may very well be a cult and like had like this whole like pretty homophobic message that I didn't want to put in the notes. But then naturally the Starkid members, like um specifically Joey Richter. Lauren I knew you were going to say Joey Richter. Oh, yeah. Joey, Joey loves Richter, to engage Lauren, with this kind of stuff. Lopez, Nick Lang, Meredith Stephan, and Brian Holden, who Brian Holden is the reason we have the Satan is a real man part of Stark and Colt thing. Um, they all went to Twitter after being informed on the matter and went to town. Joey Richter tweeted on January 24, 2014, I thought we at Stark were being pretty clear about our status as a satanic cult. When we released It's Not Over Yet, which is the opening song of a Barry Potter sequel. Yes. And then Nick Lang replied, Ahmed can't catch a, bla- a break. Even the Westboro Baptist Church thinks he actually fucked the tiger. I did not fuck a tiger. It was set upon me. <laughs> tiger fucker, tiger fucker. 
<laughs> I love that scene so much. I think it's I, my this is going to get an explicit rating, isn't it? Oh, yes. Jess and Arco already have an explicit rating. I was going to say, for crap no. like this. Technically, no. Well, make sure. Well, it's a star kid based podcast today. It has to be explicit. <laughs> yeah. I was 14 years old when I did. No, I was 13 years old when I discovered star kid for the first time. I and I was like, grade. what is what kind of language is this? I was in eighth grade. And so you and I discovered it around the same time then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what like year that was when it like I know like Twisted came out when I was in high school. So there's that. Um, But I remember Uh, when they released the show. So you know the keep calm and carry on like style pictures that were popular in like 2013, 2014? Yes. Yeah. If you click the Tumblr link that gave me this full story about the Starkid as a cult that I referenced, there is yeah. one of those, but it says worship Satan and join Starkid. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Hear me out. Hear me out. Worship Achmed and fuck a tiger. <laughs> I just need a t-shirt with Achmed on it. <laughs> That's yeah. a tiger fucker on it. Yes. Also, <laughs> going a little bit earlier in the show um Bri- or dylan is talking to rachel about um like all the different princes and it's like um what about that first fellow he was a, ta- <laughs> he was a charming fellow i heard he kissed a girl while she was thinking are we talking about philip or the snow prince i think talking about a fusion of both of them i think it's both yeah Okay. But charming always- is the only one that we really like because it has been proven that at least at some point it has been proven that uh Snow White's prince name is Florian. Yeah. So but it was which, made up after the fact. That was Yes, that is true. That is true. So in the credits he's just credited as prince. That is true. Same I guess with the queen. Florian it's is queen kind of something hag. Yeah, but she is. But in the novels, she was called Grimhild. So there's that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is also when he signs, like when he meets with Snow at the parks, he signs as the Snow Prince, which is why yeah. I referred to him as that in the notes. Mm. I think I think Florian is like a fan thing. Yeah, I've always taken it as canon, though. Yeah, most people do, but it yeah. is non-canonical. I think also True. like Adam. Adam. No, that's actually something that happened that in the is credits. Canonical. That oh, is canonical. Is? That's only he only shows up as Prince Adam in the credits. In the credits. He's not ever okay. it's not ever said in the movie, just in the credits. Yeah. So there you go. But I love Same the way they call... I love the prince, the Prince Eric. He fucked a fish. He did not fuck a fish. He wanted he to, wanted fuck, to a fish. fuck a fish. And I'm like, technically, yeah. eventually he did. He did. <laughs> eventually. I mean, she's a human at that point, but yes. My favorite, I think one of my favorite moments of this is literally like when she's like, I don't know, you guys. Do you think Aladdin is a bad guy? And that's just Darren, like, Darren yes. Chris in the back. And then you can hear Darren Chris go, I don't think so. <laughs> that's Darren like, that said that. 
love yeah. that Darren Also, that whole that. song is just, like, references to, like, random things that people have said were explicit in Disney films, and it's Or, great. like, things that they found that are, like, explicit in Disney films that the animators slipped in to try to be mm-hmm. funny. Like, um, that one, like that one frame in The Rescuers? Yes. Yeah. That one. Um, um, Ariel's Castle. Yeah. The Lion King, like, laying down and things flying yeah. in the air thing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that still- one's specifically mentioned with the SFX. Well, yes, yes. I'm just saying that's a reference yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that came to mind, like, first. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other moments. So we are really missing like. my favorite moment in this song, but we are in this show, and what? it's a specific song. What is, is it? it? Is it Twisted? It is the Twisted. Song? That is the best song in this dang show. I think I have like six notes about Twisted. Which one is that? It's the, the one the, with all the the, the one that's villains. basically defying gravity, but it's this. Oh, yeah, that one's it's, good. Um, the cell block tango talk- with the villains. Yeah. Yes. Um, can we just talk about how um, Jamie with the purple face paint as Ursula is literally just like some Delia to Miss Argentina quick change stuff in um, it literally the is the OG um, Beetlejuice. Absolutely. I wonder if they took notes. <laughs> the well, costumer took notes. The Beetlejuice costumer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it'd be funny as heck if they did. Yeah, also, oh, I, pulled my inspiration I love from the show I saw on the internet. Mm-hmm. I also love how the um, Star Kid paid, um, like, paid reference to the Lion King Broadway show with Spar. Yes. Uh-huh. The pop, like the face the, and stuff. Yeah. I love that. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. I just my favorite. I, I said I like to that... think most of the budget went to the costumes in this show. Probably, yeah. Minus They're the toad the, hats. These, these were the best costumes I think of any of the Star Kids shows that I agree that we watched for this spe- this episode specifically. Yeah, I, agree. I think Holy Musical Batman has some of the I most was creative just ones. Say, I think Holy Musical Batman. But we're not talking about this that one, in this but show. We're not talking I'm about just, that one on this I'm episode. saying for these particular shows, I yeah. think Twisted had the best quality costumes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then Firebringer. Yeah. Firebringer yeah. is pretty creative. Um, and then AVPM and guy who didn't like musicals are just like clothes. <laughs> They're just clothes. Yeah. They're just um, like clothes. I love the early two thousands prom dresses. Um, mm-hmm. I love. Okay. You know when the genie first pops out of the lamp and Jafar is like, are you going to help me here or not? Yeah. That whole scene. I can't remember who plays the genie off the top of my head. What's the name? Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Him. Okay. I love, he's like staring right at Dylan Saunders and he just breaks. You can see his whole face just go breaks. And it's, it was such a good moment. I was like, did you guys hear the genie in this sorry the genie in this show makes me very uncomfortable and i know he's supposed to but it's just hard for me to watch now that robin's passed um which i know he was passed at that point when Mm -hmm. this show came out weird but it's it's weird to watch it not that there's anything wrong with them using and making fun of the fact that he did impressions for like every line um because that's literally what happened mm-hmm. um but it's it's just hard for me to watch because I love Robin Williams so freaking much <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just like I sit there I'm like I get what they're doing 
try not to be uncomfortable, but end up being uncomfortable anyway, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. do I feel like the genie was actually supposed to be played by Joey Richter and then Joey just wasn't able to do this show? I feel like that too. It would have been funny as heck if he did I, that in the song. I feel like it was like written for Joey, but then he was like, sorry guys, I can't. I just love that. Yeah. Just, the Sultan's entrance is the greatest thing. I literally said, I literally said, I need a hype man like this Sultan has. I need a hype man. You, just need, like him. you need a Joe Walker. Yes. Every time I walk into a room, behold! I always forget that Joe I just Walker. Love, I just love how he walks. He's like, he waddles like a penguin. Many years ago. <laughs> kill me every time <laughs> he re- that voice it reminds me of merlin from <laughs> from the sword in the stone oh i'm sure it's a parody of that i'm it's sure it is it's i'm so sure good many years ago <laughs> i took my <laughs> finger and i pushed it in my face <laughs> and it hasn't come out since <laughs> uh, oh did i say firebringer can, fire can we can we talk about jeff blim for a second um, because he is the king of chaos and also literally turns into Jack Nicholson. That is literally what I said. Can we just talk about his, one of his best acting moments is in this show and it's at the very end when he's, when he's doing going the, back like, and forth. killed my, yeah. Yeah, yes. he turns into Jack Nicholson. <laughs> literally, I literally said, this self-convo is giving me mad The Shining vibes. Like, here's Johnny. Yeah, literally, I put, I'm like, we love Jeff Flynn turning into Walmart Jack Nicholson. Because he seriously. is Walmart Jack he Nicholson. Seriously is. He seriously is. He looks like him. He's chaotic like him. Absolutely. Yeah. Though I did write in my notes, as much as I love Jeff Flynn as a lot, and I think this is one of my least favorite Starkid roles of his. I love him as, um. oh, I just watched it yet. Candy, can't. King Candy, oh, it's, oh as, um, Candyman. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Knock off Joker. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Well, that's the first time we see him as Jack Nicholson. <laughs> because Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Um, <laughs> that's the first time. That was the first Starkid show he was in, was Holy Musical Batman. Um, but seeing him, this, I actually, I saw Twisted before I watched Holy Musical Batman. So this was the first thing I saw Jeff Blim in. I saw Holy Musical before this. I saw I saw this first. Uh, prior to that. Yeah. Um, well, my dad was a huge Batman fan growing up. Like, or like, yeah. like he grew up on the DC comics rather than mm-hmm. the Marvel comics. Yeah. So I've always been more so DC than Marvel. But yeah, like I just Jeff Blim. He's yeah. my favorite moment. Just, just we the, can talk the about monologue. him more. When the monologue at the end the specifically. <laughs> yeah. The monologue at the end specifically is so good. My favorite moment. Yeah. I want to perform that monologue for a- an audition of Do some it. kind. Okay. Please. Okay. Last Ratings. moment I want to... Oh, yes. Oh, wait, go ahead. Last moment. Yeah, go ahead. Um, You know what scene kills me the most out of anything in this show? What? Hmm. When Jafar and... It, it's during um Happy Ending when he's like bring back my wife and they have the little little dance where she's in the audience oh. and they do the twirl and then he does like the whole like with my wife beside me I think that's like my favorite moment in this entire show I literally said I said 
why am I crying? This I thought this was supposed to be funny and I'm sobbing. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh so Kara. Uh my rating for this is nine out of ten. I nine out of ten. Show. I said eight. I'm gonna raise it eight and a half out of ten. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the next one we are going to be talking about is Firebringer. And the synopsis is when the tribe troublemaker Zazalil goes out during a storm to test her latest invention, she stumbles upon the most important discovery in human history. It's one that will take her on a whirlwind journey from the Omega to Alpha as she becomes the Firebringer. And it was directed mm-hmm. by Julia Albine and Nick Lang. It was released on January 1st of 2017. The cast includes Lauren Lopez you as Lauren Lopez as Zazalil, Narita Sepian as Jamila, Denise Donovan as Kiri, Lauren Walker as Molog, Rachel Zoglin as Emberly, Joey Richter as Grunt, Jamie Lynn Beatty as Whoopsie, Joseph Walker as Ducker, Tiffany Williams as Tiblin, Brian Holden as Smelly Balls, Jamie Burns as Chorn, and Clark Backstresser as Clark Backstresser. So in the original cast announcements, Molog was called Kalo, Whoopsie as Sarah, Smelly Balls as Chaka, Chorn as Sheena, and Decker as Durr. And Lauren Lopez's headcanon of Zazalil is eventually re- she is responsible for inventing all manner of other ancient tools of destruction, su- such as the catapult. Absolutely. And then this play is the brainchild of Meredith Sepian, who is credited as both writer and songwriter, and she plays Jamila. Yay! She's really good. I love her. This is actually the first time I watched this show. Yep. Right. So I watched good. this show on January 1st of 2017. You watched but, it when it premiered. Yeah. So it like premiered right as the ball hit the eastern time and i think my friend was over and i was like i don't care that you're over we are watching this show i don't care you're not a starkin fan we are watching it <laughs> um and we did and it was great so 2017 what like a few days later um trump would have been inaugurated oh wow mm-hmm. so i was weird timing yeah, I, yeah, so I was watching this show about lesbian cave women right before Trump got elected into <laughs> not elected, office. inaugurated. Or not elected, inaugurated. Oh my god. I just love I'm looking I'm looking through our lovely Emma's uh notes. He is Lord. <laughs> he is Lord. Tuck is Lord. 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 You're not gonna wait, are you not gonna wait, where is it? Where is it? I love how my first. Oh, note oh I haven't, was... we haven't gotten to that part yet. I was about to, <laughs> because I made the same joke in my notes. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I just didn't write it down. Okay, I wrote it down. My, my literal <laughs> first thought, as soon as the show started, I was like, "Wow, this sounds like some cult shit." Yeah. My, I just also put then okay, OMG bongos. Duck. Also, can we just talk about how the wig that they have on Brian Holden is ridiculous? Literally, one of the first things I put, Meredith, why did you put your husband in this wig? <laughs> that well, was literally- Were they even, 
Awesome. They weren't married at that. They were not married at that point, but they were just dating. But I just thought it was. Well, I was just like that was the thought I have now. Dark kid relationship that was like a complete secret until their engagement announcement. I which know. Is Lauren Lopez and Joe, um, Joey Richter. They were engaged. dating for eight years. Yeah, they were They've dating been together for, for, for like six. nine years now. They have wow. a dog together. So does my cousin and his girlfriend, and they've only been together for like two years. Okay, you're, you, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand, Gabby. No, Stark and Fandom was shipping them for the longest time, and then it turned out that they were actually dating for the entire time we were shipping them. I'm sorry, Gabby. I love you, but you don't understand just how Feel much attacked. all of us... <laughs> don't understand just how just how like crazy it was for the star kid fan. like it rocked our world yeah. when we found out that they were actually together also, we were just like what the heck meredith uh again because i remember um what it was like during 2020 2021 when they announced their engagement mm-hmm. and i remember like texting sean and being like because we were i was showing him all the star kid musicals when they announced their engagement i was like mm-hmm. It just happened to coincide during that. Yeah, it just happened to coincide during that. And I was like, Sean, Joey Richter and Lauren Lopez are engaged and are getting married. And what did he say? Okay, probably. No, he was like, what the heck? Because, like, I think we were almost done with the Mm. circuit shows at that point. Okay. I was waiting for a who? No, because I kept on referring to them just as their actor names and not even their uh, character names in the show. Well, that's, well didn't Moloch do that <laughs> at one point? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh, wait, where is me it? to Lauren. Um, <laughs> Lauren, I'm like, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I love the character of Moloch. What I, the heck? Moloch is who you would play. Absolutely, I could totally I would. I, I will be Gabby, kept <laughs> I don't know which one of us is which. But we are the relationship of Carrie and Zazuel in this show. Yes, Our absolutely. But who I is am who? Ducker. <laughs> he is love. Am I Carrie or are you Carrie? Who is Zazuel think, and who is Carrie? I think I'm Zazuel because I'm always you like, are. here's my stupid idea. Let's go with it. And you're like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this. I just, can we, okay. okay. I just, Kiri with her beetle is me with any animal. <laughs> I am your mommy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, can we talk about the fact that Zazalil is Flick from Bugs Life? Because Absolutely, she, yeah. she is. Is this just Bugs Life? Because so. It kind of is. <laughs> or at least the beginning. I also didn't realize how early in the show the I don't really want to do the work oh, today. It's so early. It's so early. It's like Literally, in the first two scenes. There are so many memes from this show that I don't want to do the work today. Uh, backfired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the oh famous gosh. Emra chain. Yeah, that one. Which, uh, yeah. So oh Sean and I were watching that in Tallahassee when we were up here for his um, graduation. We were mm-hmm. watching it in the hotel room. And I'm just like getting ready or packing my bag or whatever when backfired came on. And he turns to me because that's when the height of all the main admins at the time of Enigma were uh, duetting the initial Emra backfire mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And he turns to me and goes, 
this is where it comes from? It's from a fucking Starkin musical? (laughs) That's great. I literally said- I've used so many, like, Starkid audios for Scylla. So, there you go. I literally said in my notes, my favorite comment in the comments section of the show is, did I just watch a two-hour musical because of a six-second vibe? Yes. And I'm not mad. (laughs) I'm not mad! Like, oh my god. So, I know that Kara already knew about the twist, the weird twist ending. I only knew because of the internet. (laughs) What did you think about Torn, Gabby? Being I was an alien. So lost. I was like, you know what it reminded me of? It like very much reminded me of like the end of the Rocky Horror Picture Show when Riff Raff and Magenta are like, ha ha, ha we're taking you back to ha uh-huh, we're actually aliens. Yeah. The thing about that whole thing is that Nick Lang thought it was so obvious throughout the entire show. So he's so surprised whenever people are like like so confused and like how lost. is it obvious i don't know i want maybe to him it was because he it. like maybe to him it was because he like knows these people yeah um, but to us it's not i was but so I mean, lost. at my favorite nick lang moment because it's the guy who didn't like musicals and what he had to oh. go through during that show oh my god we will talk about that but can, i just my one of my favorite notes that i put was Yas Brian with his contemporary dancing <laughs> during the night belongs to chore to, to snarl. Can we talk about this is like really early in the show when um Zazalil is like Carrie just invented dancing and she just like lifts up her leg and it's like it's dancing. That's me. Me as well. Okay. I love the scene between um, Molag and Jamila when like Molag is trying to sit down and is like freaking out and then she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, me too. <laughs> yeah, also, can we just talk about how gloss over Molag mentions how she clobbered Jamila's mother to death? Yeah. That's what they did. I mean, five seconds ago, they had they been also- talking about eating each other's delicious babies. So like- I was gonna say- <laughs> There's like five or six times they have cannibalism jokes in this. So yeah, can yeah. we can we can we talk about the fact that that my favorite moment in this show will always be just Clark coming in like the Disney prince that he is. <laughs> no, my favorite moment is another pretty. Clark moment. Being fuck nose ass, fuck nose ass. <laughs> just I want that he went to the orchestra pit. I was just like, hey. <laughs> oh Clark. my god. Clark. I, well, the thing is, the Disney Prince joke comes from a Star Kid panel that they had at, I want to say, was at, at a Wizard World or something. Um, it was LeakyCon or LeakyCon. It was LeakyCon or something. And they were, it was all of them were talking, and one of the audience members asked everybody, this was prior to Firebringer coming out. This was like, yeah right after either Twisted or Holy Musical Batman. I don't remember. Um, where someone in the audience asked uh, them, assign a Disney character to the person next to you. And Meredith this happened to be- was the same be... panel as the the previous Granger Danger thing. Yeah, yeah. So My... 2015 GeekyCon. No, this was, th- they were in different outfits, 
but maybe it was the same con. I think it um, was because they had the panel one day and then the okay, yeah, it was probably the same con. Then. But they were um, Meredith happened to sit next to Clark, and she's like any and all Disney princes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing it. that happened at that one is. They kept on making fun of Joey because he was the only one from the West Coast. Everyone else was from the East Coast. So then they were like, oh, yeah, he's so exotic. He was he was born and raised in Orange County, California. And they kept on making fun of him. <laughs> Poor Joey. I just, my, okay. Also, least favorite thing is here comes Joey Richter with his neck beard. I'm sorry. I don't like the neck beard on him. It does not. It's it not... works for the role, though. It works for the role. I will not say that it doesn't. It, it works, works really for, the well for the role. I just don't like it on him. <laughs> That's fair. Like I like I saw his quarantine neck beard, and God, so many guys had bad quarantine neck beards, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While okay. we're talking about grunt. Yeah. Hit me like one of your friends. We all were thinking the same thing. Exact same also, thing. Also, he's so proud of his self-portrait. It's it's adorable. To the moon. Oh my god. So what kind of drugs are started on when writing their shows? Honestly, Happiness. all of them. <laughs> All of them. Joy. Well, so when they were coming up with the Adrenaline. idea of Firebringer, they were thinking about either doing Firebringer about cave people and discovering fire and all that, or some sort of fairy musical, but they've had no storylines to do with fairies. So then they mm. just went with Firebringer, but I want to know what they would have done with a fairy musical. Same. Oh my god, I would love to see like Hear a parody parody of Barbie, Barbie movies. Barbie Fairytopia, the Stargate musical. Oh my god. Fairytopia Mermania. The gay one. Why, make it, make it why, gay. Would, why would Dylan play Bibble? Because he would. <laughs> he would. He really would. Oh my god, so wait. Funny. I know who would I know who would play Fungus Maximus. Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey would. Joey or Jeff. Can we talk um, about oh how my... Joey's been on Disney Channel. He's been oh my god, he's Officer Petey. <laughs> Maybe oh that's God. why he couldn't do uh, oh, Twisted. Yeah. Maybe. Because that was like around that same yeah, time. It may have been. Time. It may have been. Because like he went in he, LA. He would have been in LA when Jesse's he was. first episode was 2011. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he was probably doing Jesse when Twisted came out. Probably. Yeah. That would totally make sense. Yeah, that, the timeline lines up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still, I still love, um, I just love that Joey controls all the puppets. <laughs> At least yeah. in the beginning he does. And Robert Mannion is the left paw. Of, he is! Um, he is! Yeah. Was he on the crew? Yeah, he was on the he crew. He was the left paw. I you can tell if you're watching paw. it. I couldn't tell. Watching. Yeah, I couldn't I tell. Could tell. Oh my god. I just love his voice that was- he... I love that he the voice that he gave uh to the mammoth was uh I just love the voice that he gave to the freaking mammoth. Elephant never forget. Oh my god, it was so funny. My favorite my favorite thread in these notes is why is this leader girl such a bitch? Oh, I guess she's not so bad. Okay, she's a bitch again. (laughs) 
I love the Neanderthals joke at the end. That made me laugh a lot. Same. I hope my species doesn't outlive your species. Oh my god. I just thought the light thing was funny. I don't know if you saw my note. I said, lol, don't walk into the orgy light. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what it seriously was. Also, the writers <laughs> from Frozen 2 stole Into the Unknown from Firebringer. Yes. I mean... I mean... Yes. I mean... Oh, another great comment. Damn you, Zazalil, this is all your fault. This is all this your is fault, all your fault too far. And thanks, Hermione. All have the same energy. Well, all the Star Kid like comments are like the dislikes, are, like oh my god, twenty dislikes. Thanks, Hermione, <laughs> or yeah. like something yeah. like that. Um, well, and then like Star Kid has a weird thing about God. <laughs> Did you see? I put that in there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, they really Wizard hate God. God. The duck. De- God is dead in Starship. God. I forgot about that. How did I forget about that? I mean, in the guy who didn't like musicals, Joey Richter is like, none of that, none of that Methodist shit. You're like, we're not going to sleep in your dirty Methodist church. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> we're all different denominations. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I just, <laughs> what are you looking at? Which one are you looking at? <laughs> just read my own note when they're all saying what the fuck me too (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) i will say i wasn't a huge fan of the finale song it was a little it was a little too cheesy the make the most of our time yeah yeah it reminded me of high school musical yeah high school musical would never I'm, I'm, I understand that it no, would never, and no. we appreciate High School Musical, Specifically, but no. it had the same energy. It, here's the thing. Zombies. zombies. I haven't yes. seen zombies, so I wouldn't know. That's exactly what it reminds me of. And or Descendants, the series, like the animated series. Okay, I was about to say. Descendants is not god Not the movies. The movies are good. <laughs> the animated series. Mm-hmm. that's a pot she, dog she was a brave girl yesterday she went to the vet and she got a shot in her butt <laughs> oh baby <laughs> she did really okay good. we got we got to wrap up firebringer i know because we're just because squirrels <laughs> okay so moral of the story duck god duck is lord duck is lord 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 duck is lord, lord. lord. I would, go to, I would go to the church of duck i would Me go too. to the church of duck okay what would you guys rate this i gotta take charge of this it, i give it an eight out of ten i, I gave it, it down five out of ten i gave it a six you guys suck I no you suck for this next one go get yeah food. this one well, is I ten mean. times better than that one so the last show that we are going to be discussing is The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. And it is a horror comedy show following Paul, an ordinary guy who doesn't like musicals, and his friends slash co-workers as the world around them becomes a musical. It was directed by Nick Lang, and it was released on YouTube on December 23rd of 2018. And the cast includes John Madison as Paul Matthews, Lauren Lopez as Emma, Smoke Club Girl, Donna Daggett and the Hatchfield Bee, Robert Mannion as Professor Higgins, Hot Chocolate Boy, Dan Reynolds, 
Robert's Hatchetfield citizen, Robert's Hatchetfield cop, and Robert's peep uh, soldier. Jamie Lynn Beatty as Charlotte, Nora, Deb, Jamie's Hatchetfield citizen, Jamie's peep soldier, and Colonel Schaefer. Jay, um, Jeff Blim as Mr. Davidson, man in a hurry, Sam, Jeff's Hatchetfield citizen, General John McNamara, and Greg. Corey Doris as Bill, Corey's Hatchetfield citizen, Stu, and Corey's peep soldier. Mariah Rose Faith as Melissa, Zoe, Greenpeace girl, Alice, Doug, Mariah's peep soldier, and nurse. And last but not least, Joey Richter as Ted, Danny, Joey's Hatchetfield citizen, Joey's peep soldier, and Rod. And some fun facts about this show are one night, Jeff Flim ran off stage making alien noises because he got sick. And it's during the scene when he's like tied up in Professor Hitchens' house, like before um, his song to Jamie. And he just like walks up, walks off, walks off like a zombie and like goes to throw up because they all have like stomach virus. And then like came back on. But like, they were doing the full scene and then it was like time for Joey to leave um, Jamie on stage with him before um, whatever the song name is called. Mm -hmm. And Joey like has reported saying that he like left as soon as he could and was like, screw you, Jamie. I'm not going to keep ad loving while we wait for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Oh my God. But He's yeah. like abandoned her. Yeah. Another start at first was for a performance that Lauren could not participate in, also due to the stomach virus, Nick Lang, the director and playwright, went on as Emma Perkins, a Starkid has never oh, had understudies before. There are videos of He's it. A trooper. Like, of him you can at least rehearsals. see him in you can see him in rehearsal. You can't see the show he did, but I would pay money to see that show. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, and last but not least, in the YouTube version of the show, Jeff sang Steve instead of Paul in the opening number, Let Him Come. Mm -hmm. I think it's the opening number, not Let Him Come. But he says Steve, like he just forgot the main character of the show. He wrote the music for his name. <laughs> it was just like, his name is Steve. Even then, um, Nick Lang, when he like, went to go edit the star or the YouTube version of the show, he put a previous night's recording of Jeff Blim saying Paul on top of his face saying Steve for that one moment. <laughs> You'll have to send me that moment because I need to see it now. I know. That's pretty funny. Oh my god, that's funny as heck. Okay. Uh, Speed running tactics. <laughs> this show's already long okay. enough as it is. I said, OMG, this show is about Zach, the guy who didn't like musicals. Zach doesn't like yeah. musicals. That's all. That's what that was where I started with. But oh, okay. <laughs> as, as it went on, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. I love this. I thought the miming was really good. Well, my favorite thing is there's a blooper. Um, speaking so of jealous. miming, of Robert when he forgot the syringe to like oh my god stab Emma, and he just forgot to like put it in his pocket while off stage. So he goes to grab it realizes he doesn't have it and then just mimes having the syringe and like stabs emra with or emra what emma. <laughs> Oren as emma um with a fake syringe just being like adlib syringe mm -hmm. yeah it worked they mimed a lot of other stuff so it worked yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god. Um, trying to think, because I, I will say, my favorite character in this entire show. I think you guys know who it is. Robert Mannion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just oh, Professor Hitchens? Professor Hitchens specifically, because A, I, I love would Professor pay to Hitchens. see working boys. I would pay money to see working boys as well. <laughs> well, they were going to do boys. it. No, they were going to make working boys into like a full-fledged thing, Sorkin was, but they started like really working on it in 2020. And then right pandemic. As the world shut down. Then Panorama. Then um, the Panini. <laughs> the yeah. Panini. I just, I love. That's my favorite one. I, Panini. yeah. I use Panorama more. <laughs> um, I just, I love the fact, I just love all of Robert Manning's characters. I love mainly Professor Hitchens, but also shout out to Hot Chocolate Boy. <laughs> Hot chocolate. It's Alex. It's Alex. It's literally Alex. It's literally our friend Alex. He can do Robert Mannion's like Professor Hitchens' voice as well as the hot chocolate boy's voice. And it kills me every time he does it. And I love it so much. He's just like, I'm Professor Hitchens. (laughs) Show stopping number is the best number in this entire freaking show. Don't at me. I agree. I love it. And I also so much. So, so Kara, I have a note about you. Oh, <laughs> what do you this... what do you what do you mean? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> it says, so Kara, you're Bill, the designated driver to Gabby and my chaos. Absolutely. I you, I mean, that is correct. Also, because Shirley Temples are my favorite drink, <laughs> so that actually works. <laughs> um, also, see- not my seat is in my audition book. Like, I use it for audio. Oh, I love that. I use a lot of songs from this show for my OCs on TikTok. A, Mainly Scylla. Yep. I use I the, know which one why it is. does it hurt to love you? I do that part for Scylla when, when talking about um, a Ball. certain character. <laughs> yes, Maul. <laughs> she's like, what? what? She's like, I shouldn't have to, you know, deal with the fact that you are a crazy sociopath but it's fine um oh you mean sam i mean sam in this show literally such a jerk he is and so is ted ted is like i don't know who's worse sam or ted sam sam is yeah just a little bit okay so me minus the black part of the coffee thing why is paul yelling god i just want a black coffee me in the morning mood <laughs> me getting Minus, to the office and there's four people sitting there. around my desk <laughs> oh my god that's great i love the that. fact that every song in this show is a villain song technically i put that in my notes i don't know if you saw i did i was just like every song in this is technically a villain song when you really think about it mm-hmm. um i will Gabby, say why don't you like this show yeah, why why don't you like this show, Gabby? In all honesty, I thought I just I just didn't like it. I couldn't get behind this whole like musical alien thing. Okay. Not my vibe. The thing is is I hate Black Friday, which is like is it a sequel? 
it's it's technically in the same universe. This is the Hatchetfield Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So they're but... making three in the Hatchetfield musicals. The guy who didn't like musicals was the first. Yeah. The Black Friday is the second. And then the one that was supposed to come out in 2020, that obviously be- has been pushed back. Yeah. Years, is Nerdy Prudes Must Die. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also, like, other, like, mini things that they've done where they, like, read horror stories from Hatchet Field. Um, Yeah, yeah, but it's all, like, end-of-the-world stuff for Hatchet Field, and it's all, like... Which, that also adds to the Star Kid as a cult thing, because everybody talks about conspiracy theories (laughs) to do with the the Hatchet Field cinematic universe. The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Um, But, yeah, I think... You couldn't get into it? Yeah, in my opinion, I think this is like a shitty ripoff of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think that's kind of the point, though. I don't know. I just couldn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I was like, that's this fine. Is like, lame. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Really? <laughs> About 20 minutes ago, I thought you guys were going to murder me. I'm, I'm well, more tired yeah. now than I was earlier. <laughs> more, um... I thought there were cute moments. I really loved the moment between Emma and Paul. I thought that was really cute. Like when they were I... like, she was telling him about her sister and like why she came back to Hatchfield and they had that really cute heart to heart. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, I said I definitely shouldn't have watched this before bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which, Especially with um, Jeff's so chaotic face. He does the creepiest serial killer faces. Who? So Jeff Blim. Jeff Blim. Yeah. Um the uh the story about her sister, all that stuff, in I guess we'll call it the sequel Black. Friday, mm-hmm. you meet her spin-off, uh, technically. Brother-in-law. Yeah, we hmm. meet we meet Emma's brother-in-law. And nephew? Yeah, it's a boy. Yes, nephew. Nephew. Mm-hmm. Um I, I love that I put I too would be scared of Jeff Blim wanting to talk to me in his office. <laughs> yeah, I would be, especially in this universe. Um, Lord. Jesus Christ. Are you looking at how many notes I put? Because yes. it's my fault this to... document is so long. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I'm sorry. I get really into stuff, especially Twisted and Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. I got really into them. Um, also, can we just talk about, I'm, I mean, obviously, like, I love Mariah Rose Bay. She's amazing. She is. She was Regina George in the tour of Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Before the COVID that. shut down. Woo-hoo. But because she was supposed to be in Black Friday as the female lead, she was supposed to be Lex. Oh, Lex got, is that? The, I believe is that the the sister's name? Yes, the one that yes. starts off the one song with uh, "My Mom's, my mom's, a, mom's bitch. a Bitch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was supposed to play that character. Got cast in Mean Girls and went. See you later, Starkid. Bye. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. I also yeah, really like. I, I wouldn't blame her. I also really liked when the professor asked them to sing the beginning of Moana. Sing the beginning of Moana. What's his name? Moana. Started singing "Circle in Life" from Corey Davis. I love the thing is, Corey I, Davis. I, I I put this in my. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't be able to pass this test because I wouldn't. While I wouldn't be affected, I just easily memorize songs. Oh, same. And yeah. I said, oh God, Higgins would hate me because I'm a choir kid who just happens to know a lot of show tunes theater kid but same yeah yeah just yeah theater kids for me too i'm a theater and choir kid because they weren't like separate 
when I was in school. Like, they were all, yeah, at my school, like, I know at a lot of other schools, they're considered, like, two separate entities. Totally separate. But because I went to private all-girls Catholic school. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was all, like, fusion. (laughs) All of us. Did you guys ever do, did you guys ever do that one Whoopi Goldberg movie, Nonsense? No. you, You mean Sister Act? No. No. So, Gabby, you are thinking of Whoopi Goldberg in a nun movie, but it is Sister Act, but there is it also is a show called Act. Nonsense. There's one called Nonsense, too, but she's in that, too. Is she in Nonsense as well? I thought, I could have sworn Whoopi Goldberg was in Nonsense, we didn't, too. We didn't, do, we didn't do that, but we did do the Hail Holy Queen from Sister Act for a choir, and we sang it in church, and it was great. Cute. Whoopi was not in Nonsense. I'm looking at the cast list right now. Who was in Nonsense? Rue McClanahan. Oh, Rue McClanahan. Yeah, Rue McClanahan. She's from Golden Anderson. Um, Samina D. Laurentis. Kristen Toy John and Carrie White. I thought it was. I thought it was like. No, you're thinking of her and Sister Act. Sister Act. Yeah. Yeah. No, Simone was in that one on Broadway. (laughs) Yeah, I knew that. She was really good. But yeah, I just anyway, like I definitely, I definitely would not be able to pass Professor Hitchens' test just because I neither. am a theater and choir kid. Yeah, same. Especially not with Moana when he was like, "Sing Moana." I was like, "No, getting okay. a Moana." <laughs> Moana. Why, why are there so many like Lin Manuel Miranda references? Not just like Hamilton. So many disses towards Hamilton, Moana, and I Hamilton. like. I love also, disses Mama towards Mia. Hamilton. Oh my god, the Mamma Mia thing. It was really good. I love, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Hamilton, but I also think it's funny that when other things make fun of Hamilton. Yeah. I completely agree. I love when things make fun of Hamilton. Not that I don't love it myself. I love it, and I've basically memorized it at this point, but at the same time, it's really freaking funny to make fun I of Hamilton. I love when things make fun of Hamilton. I think it's hilarious. What? I also... Carrie, oh. you go I, Okay, I was gonna say I love the crazy scientist goes crazy. Who the thunk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Professor Higgins would decide to join them, and I love that he's a parody of Doc Brown. Yeah. In Back Speaking to the of which, a fandom note that I didn't put in: um, the Back to the Future musical soundtrack is now out. Oh, lovely! Very nice. Um, Yay, Roger Bart! Yeah. But well, um, what I was going to ask is, what track would you want to be in this show the most? What, like, what like, part? Which actor? Yeah. Oh, which, which actor? Like, track? because of because it would include that number of parts. Yeah. Um, Robert. I would Manion. want Lawrence. You Robert want Lawrence? Me. I think I want either Jamie Lynn or Mariah. I want Robert Mannion. Well. Because I, I as like much, Jamie Lynn's too. I would like Jamie Lynn as, just gets to belt out. Uh, she does. She really does. I could totally see you guys harmonizing on uh, "Get Your Cup of Poison Coffee." Right? Can we all do that? <laughs> what am I then? <laughs> no, the three of us. Yeah, I know. She, um, well, Emma does it that one. True. Yeah. I I love that one. I also love um. Like, as much as I would want to be Jeff Blim, because I am Walmart Jeff Blim, his songs make me very uncomfortable <laughs> in this show. 
like Did I make especially the one to... especially the one in the boss's office i, was I want you to, to want <laughs> oh yeah here's the thing i i wrote this thing um can you imagine going into your boss's office and him telling you that he wants his wife to choke him out at night while he jerks off that would be an hr nightmare <laughs> to deal with when um the aliens come and like hit the theater and yeah. everything we have that scene between sam and zoe the like oh, yeah, yeah. The, like the yeah, 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 cafe yeah. girl yeah um mm-hmm. they give me joker and harley energy yeah absolutely absolutely yes also mm-hmm. my last note i want to make for this is Paul having a nervous breakdown in the middle of a dance number is me in dance rehearsals. I can't dance. Am I the only one in this group who is like, teach me your ways, Gabby? (laughs) Gabby, teach me your ways. Gabby, teach me. Come take jazzercise with me. That's what I'm telling you. I've been telling you guys, you gotta take jazzercise with me. I live in the Midwest. You can do it online, Florida. We stream. Teach me, teach me. There's jazzercise in the Midwest and in Florida. One one thing I do want to ask you guys, if Professor Higgins is Doc Brown, because he's clearly a parody of Doc Brown, does that make Emma Marty McFly? Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's kind of funny that she's also like anti the Marty McFly in the situation. Absolutely. Um, Tara, one of your notes just made me die. Which one? (laughs) I don't know her. Joey, that's your fiance. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot I put that. <laughs> yeah, that's that made me laugh. Really, that's all Robert I could think. Robert just during... making wee woo sounds. <laughs> well, go through my notes and talk about them. Well, <laughs> so the the uh, what was it? The uh, megaphone that they have. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's given to Robert, who puts it in one of the trash cans to be taken off stage. Mm-hmm. One of the days, he accidentally clicked the button that like made all the siren noises. So when Jamie went to go scream at like dead Jeff Lim, it's yeah. like her mouth was open and the cast didn't know that the siren was still going on. Oh, and no. like, she's holding out this scream for a long time. <laughs> Oh my god, so she just sat, sat there like ah! No, she was like ah like her like actual Oh scream. my god, that's funny. But then she stopped. But they thought that they she was continuing. Oh my god, that's funny. I do, yeah. Um, I it was so funny. Let when I was when I was watching this, I was texting my boyfriend random out of context quotes. <laughs> and he's like, Kara, what kind of show are you watching? <laughs> Especially Robert just making wee-woos. Okay. I had no idea that the fucking Timberwolves. I had no idea that that came from this. Yeah. We hated you guys. We hated ourselves. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me in high school. Honestly. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Um, also. I, I love the I, government I was this... a parody of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite note of yours, Kara, that I'm seeing right now is Nora is the blue wig girl in that one series on TikTok. Yes. She is. She is. 
I'm on Oh my god. Have you seen the Heather's one that she started? I'm gonna binge all of it when it's done. Yes, I have. I loved the Beauty and the Beast one. It was so good. I love that. I just get callbacks right now for Heather. She is the blue wig. As soon as I I was like, that's the blue wig girl. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, did you guys um, did you guys see the the I don't know if you saw this note I put. I love how you can see Joey trying and failing to break the fake blood capsules in his mouth when he gets also. How the fuck does that bullet miss Paul? Paul? Yeah. uh, Great question. That's a great question. Also, Um, when the girls are messing up, when the girls are messing up, they're like, "We have come to conquer." Oh yeah, when they kept like the three different songs and kept on messing it up. Yeah, it's actually because the three actors kept on messing up the lyrics, so then they added er, the lines to that moment. So then they added more lines for them to memorize to make That's it funny. part of the joke. I love that the ending to this show just parodied Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Full on parody of Little Shop of Horrors. The stage Except show. Don't for, feed um, the plants. Inde- yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's not Inevitable. Oh, what's no. the song before Inevitable? Oh, um. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. I love Let It Out. It's the confrontation from, fan- um, from not from Phantom. Um, from- Flame is. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh my god, yes. It totally is. I love that. Why did, when we start talking about that, why did it make me think of this one song from Miss Saigon? <laughs> All I could think of is the Saigon is doomed and so is your GI. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's uh. so good though. Okay, anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Any last thoughts? Um, I You rated it too low? Besides my rating? I just I just want to say that Paul is coming and let it out may not be my favorite songs, but it's my favorite sequence of songs. Yeah. Cause it just works so ridiculously well together. The last thing I okay. wanna I, I wanna do, I mm. wanna say is wear a watch. Wear a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh, you actually do. Okay. I do. It's an Apple oh. Watch, but it's a watch. Love that. Okay. Ratings. What I do. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Just because Jeff Blim's songs make me uncomfortable. And I gave it a four. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. Well yeah, then, <laughs> I gave it a four. <laughs> I already told you guys why, yeah. so there we go. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it was nice Probably to be on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you want to plug before we get into this fandom news? Yes, my podcast, uh, Generation Geek, where we talk about all things geeky. Uh, thank you, Emma. She is a fan of the show. Um, yes. I listen to it every. You- you love you love listening to me and Jonathan argue about Encanto, which was my one of favorite the greatest. thing is um walking back from class, listening to it, and texting Carol like random moments from it, and her being like, "You listen to my show?" I'm like, "Well, you listen <laughs> to ours week. because you're the editor." I have to listen to yours. <laughs> She's like, "I don't care. I have to. Not my choice. <laughs> it, is my <laughs> it is my choice, and I love it so much." But yeah, Generation Geek uh, from the DVM Production Empire. It's really fun. My buddies Scott and Jonathan 
and I talk about all things geeky. We review things, and we're gonna we're also in the midst of coming up with some new ideas. And we actually just did our uh, Batman special where we reviewed the new Batman movie as well as talked about our favorite all things Batman, aka a session Only to me something about session to me simping about the riddler so there you go <laughs> hey let's move on to some fandom news so that this episode isn't literally 12 years long so speed round this is lightning round fandom news are you ready sure ready okay here we go Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland in California closes on March 14th for an extended refurbishment through early summer AMC Theater has unveiled the look of its new, uh, stunning new 99-seat off-Broadway home at 354th West 45th Street, scheduled to open in June of 2022. AMC plans to use the venue as a launching pad for shows to move on to Broadway, as well as to provide a new permanent home for artists and residents in the theater district. Mary Badham, the Oscar-nominated scout of To Kill a Mockingbird, joins the touring cast alongside Richard Thomas and Atticus, as Atticus and Melanie Morris Scout. Um, DC Showcase, Constantine, the House of Mystery, the latest collection of DC animated shorts, arrives on um, May 3rd of 2022 on Blu-ray and digital form from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Will Swenson will lead the Neil Diamond musical, A Beautiful Noise. A Beautiful Noise features a book by four-time Academy Award winning, sorry, Academy Award nominee, Anthony McCartan, direction by Tony Award winner, Michael Mayer, and choreography by Oliver Award, Oliver Award winner and four-time Tony Award nominee, Stephen Hoggett. Shining With You, stage show debuting April 1st at Hangar Stage for Tokyo Disney Sea 20th anniversary Time to Shine celebration. Encanto received two Lumiere's Awards, which are French Film Awards, that the two that the film received were Best Feature Film Animated and Best Original Song for We Don't Talk About Bruno. Finally, the recognition it deserves. Pamela Anderson to make her Broadway debut as Roxy Hart in Chicago the Musical. Disney Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarty participated in a question and answer session where she mentioned that character meet and greets, quote, should be coming back on this year. Daniel Radcliffe will lead the newly announced New York Theater Workshop production of Merrily We Roll Along, which will complete the company's 2022-2023 season. Encanto received the Best Edited Animated Feature Film Award at the ACE Eddie Awards. Ready for a little mayhem on Disney Plus? The Muppets Mayhem, an all-new original series starring Dr. Teeth in the electric mayhem of the Muppets and featuring Lily Singh is on its way. The Griswold's Broadway Vacation, the musical will make its debut this fall at Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater from September 10th to October 1st, followed by an engagement at Houston's Theater Under the Stars from October 25th to November 6th, prior to its arrival on Broadway, date and theater to be announced. This week's award-winning Broadway musical Newsies is officially coming to London on November 28th, 2022, and this will be a brand new immersive production in the round at the Troubadour Wembley Park. Marvel Studios is teaming up with Secret Cinema to bring Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to life in an epic, immersive experience in London this fall. Tickets will go on sale March 14th, 12 p.m. GMT. On March 8th, the tarp was removed from Tron Lightcycle Run entrance at Magic Kingdom. Safe Travels program ending on March 26th. No more COVID-19 requirements for domestic guests visiting the Aulani Resort. 
Nominations announced for the 2022 Olivier Awards. Cabaret leads the way with 11 nominations, including acting nods for Eddie Redman and Jesse Buckley. Other nominees include Sun Foster, Robert Lindsay, and more. Carrie Renee Fuller joins six as Jane Seymour, while Abby Mueller takes a medical leave. The Tony Awards to return in June as a live coast-to-coast two-network event. This um, year's awards will be a four-hour event. Halloween and Christmas festivities are going to be returning to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea in 2022. All new Splash Mountain Get Wet Max version sailing July 1st through August 31st at Tokyo Disneyland. On Wednesday, March 9th, we received the first Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Disney CEO Bob Chapek preliminarily re-elected to board of directors, as well as he says that Avengers Campus Quinjet attraction is still coming, but currently on hold for Disney California Adventure. Festival of Fantasy and Red Carpet Dreams at Walt Disney World will be added to Genie Plus starting March 11th. The Outsiders musical is going to be making a world premiere at La Jolla Playhouse. It's based on Essie Hinton's beloved novel, and the musical features a book by Adam Rapp and the music by Jamestown Revival and Justin Levine. Bob Chappelle confirms that the Mary Poppins attraction at Walt Disney World's Epcot is still on hold, but not canceled. Former Disney Imagineer Joe Rode was honored with the Conservation Legacy Award by the Disney Conservation Fund. The new Gotham Knights game, which features Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood in an all-new story, will release on October 25th, 2022. Chapek agrees to look into bringing back the Disneyland and Walt Disney World combination premiere annual pass. On light cycle run vehicles began push-pull testing at Magic Kingdom. Anthony Rapp. Daphne Ruben Vega, Shoshana Bean, and more to take part in the New York Theater Workshop 2022 Annual Gala. Marvel show Craven the Huntsman casts Christopher Abbott as the film's reported main villain, The Foreigner. Hugh Jackman and Billy Crystal to be honored at the Drama League Awards. Director Liliana Blaine Cruz and producer Willette Murphy Klausner will also receive special awards. The Penguin, working title based on the Gotham Rogue will be a limited series starring Colin Farrell coming to HBO Max. Matt Reeves, Dylan Clark, Colin Farrell, and Lauren LaFranc to serve as executive producers. Super Nintendo World is going to be opening at Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. Progress continues on Connections Cafe and Eatery in Epcot in anticipation of spring opening. Concept art and details have been released for Disney Sea's adventure coming to Disney Wish. Shazam! Fury of the Gods release date has been moved up six months to December 16th, 2022. However, Warner Brothers has pushed back Aquaman 2, originally released on December 16th, 2022, to March 17th, 2023, and The Flash, originally released on November 4th, 2022, to June 23rd, 2023. Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam is now going to be pushed back three months, moving to October 21st, from its original date of July 29th. Post-show audience appeals and Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS, Red Buckets are returning to Broadway theater. Well, Disney Imagineering presents the Epcot experience will be closing permanently on March 14th, 2022. Mackenzie Kurtz, the last actress to play Anna on Broadway before Frozen's closure, is going to join the national tour of Frozen as Anna. And last, but certainly not least, Arc 4 of Young Justice Phantoms will begin streaming new episodes on March 31st on HBO Max, and I'm so excited. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fanfic Palace. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Network. That's right, and there's a huge variety of shows to listen to, like Real Fans for Real Movies, Holy Batcast, Disorder, Please Rewind, and many more. Join us next week where we will be interviewing a very special guest. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you think of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalsPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Carol Insmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye! The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the manner company they're about.